Hey, Janine. What's up? Hey, Michelle. Um, How are I don't you? know. There's there's a lot. There's a lot up, man. I know. Um, so, listeners, just so you know, um, this is our, this is my, so I created myself a little sound studio um, to be like more profesh. So this is the first time that I'm using my actual microphone. So hopefully the sound quality will be the best it's ever been. And um, we, Michelle and I are actually recording this episode the month before it goes live. So this is the first episode ever that we're- That we didn't like pre-record. Cause yeah. we like, we recorded a lot back to back at the end of last year. And then we just kind of like released them once a month. Yes. And we decided after we did that, that we kind of hated it because things get out of, I don't know, like the mainstream. Context. Like, yeah. Like yeah. you don't really want to talk about it anymore. So I'm happy that we get to do it closer to real time. Oh, and fam, there's some bullshit going on in this world right now and this country, mostly this country, I would say. Um with the whole bands off our bodies. Um, okay. I d Listen, I'm a feminist. I feel like Michelle's a feminist too. Okay. And whether or not just human rights are rights for everybody. Okay. So no matter what you believe, I don't feel like it's okay for the patriarchy because that's who it is still. Rich white men are still dictating in 2022 what women or people with uteruses can do with their bodies and i for one just find that to be abhorrent and i um i've donated i've petitioned i've been you know doing my part but sadly if it you know gets passed in senate or not senate sorry and with the supreme court which it kind of looks like it's going to that's gonna suck and I'm really not looking forward to that. I don't know about, so Michelle's in Ohio. Okay, so Colorado's actually, um, we're a sanctuary state right now. We still have Planned Parenthoods. We still have abortion. Um, and even if it gets passed with the Supreme Court, we have local laws in place that will keep it like going here. Um, but I don't know Ohio. I mean. Ohio will not. It will yeah. um, swing right on this one. Yeah unfortunately yeah. yeah but i don't know I, I think i'm trying to understand so although i agree with everything that you said about no one has the right to dictate what someone else can do with their body yeah um i do think it's interesting that is the supreme court trying to put it's trying to take federal it's trying to take the federal mandate away and allow it to be on yes. states, which is a lot of um, the right, you know, or conservatives really like uh, smaller government. So they like when the states have control versus right. um, the, the federal government. Right. So I think that's interesting and an interesting point of view. Um, but again, not that I agree with that, but just trying to understand kind of where some people are coming from. Yeah. Um, but really when it comes down to it, my stance is if you don't believe that people should have an abortion because it's a sin, then if you make a law on that, you're in direct violation with our constitution because you are saying that 
a religious belief right. is going to dictate the lives and bodies of other people. And that is unconstitutional because yes. we have the freedom to believe in whatever religion we believe. Like, so for me, um, I very much am, I guess, pro-choice. I think, you know, if, if you have every right to do what you want with your body, you know, um, when I found out I was pregnant with my son, it was a total surprise. And since I'm here in Colorado, you know, she, the practitioner brought up, she's like, okay, well, you have options. You know, one of your options would be if you wanted to abort the pregnancy. Um, I actually found out I was pregnant when I was four weeks along, which is really uncommon. Most people yeah, don't find really, out. Like, yeah, that's really nice. Really, actually, it, yeah. it was nice, but like at the same time, and this could be controversial, right? Like, so I had a um, a vaginal and an invaginal ultrasound, um, and during that process, I could hear a heartbeat, even though. Ben at the time was a freaking sack, right? It, he was just a sack. It wasn't even like a fetus. It was a embryo right. sack. Um, and so when I heard the heartbeat though, for me, my choice was like, man, you know, I'm 27 years old. I, I willingly participated in consensual sex and this is what happened, right? And, you know, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to be a mom to this child. Right. And I looked at, you know, I thought about abortion or not abortion. I thought about adoption, but I was like, if I'm going to carry a baby full term, then I'm going to keep the baby, keep it, you know, yeah. like, so that was my whole thought process. But with that being said, I still am like very adamantly against like, okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. States control. Like I understand the whole, like, Hey, government stay off our back. Like don't, you know, I'm leaning more towards that. <laughs> way and it's actually funny because the conversation that we're gonna have today is about cults um, and stay and and yeah like that the mind and like religion also mm -hmm. and like what makes a cult and like um I, I don't know i feel like when michelle brought up the point when you brought up the point the whole separation like not separation but like the our amendment right right we we have the we freedom have the religion. right freedom of religion freedom of speech but then that brings up this other point for me. Okay, well, what about separation of church and state? What happened to that bullshit? Because I feel like that went away a long ass time ago. And I feel like a lot of the laws that we have in place are based on Christianity, which is fucking bullshit, in my opinion. And I was raised in a Protestant household. And it's so we'll talk about this like when we're. Yeah, I do. Looking, yeah. There yeah. are a lot of laws that are based on Christian views and Christian beliefs. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting point to kind of come into, like, where does it, where does, where does that line get drawn? And I do think that if it's something that's related to a religious text, yeah, then, you know, and I think we're making, we're slowly making changes, right? Like homosexuality is not <sighs> illegal. We're still working on equal yeah. rights, but it's not yeah. illegal. So we're making progress. Interracial yes. couples are yeah. legal. <laughs> so like, so we have some protection. So like, I, we're not where we need to be, but we are making progress. That's how I see it. Um, and uh, while I really, really want to believe that we're making progress, in doing research on all of the topics that we've ever covered on this podcast. And I think 
moving forward, there's always going to be this like oxymoron, um, you, you know, like, I don't, I feel like we're we're going backwards, right? With this whole Roe v. Wade, okay, that was passed in 1970, okay? It's 2022. So what, 52 years later, now they're like, oh, no, sorry, we're going to take that away from you guys again. Like, even though we're in the 21st well, century, right? We're, yeah. You would think that in 2022, that that would not be a thing. Like, that we would not be reverting back to that form of history. Then you look at, like, okay, the pandemic, like, okay, every hundred years there's a freaking pandemic that like that's like not a new thing right then you talk about all of these things history repeats itself people like it constantly and and unless we make dramatic changes i don't think that we're making that much progress like i I just think that there's an argument to and so i i follow this chick on tiktok i wish i knew her name i'll try to look her up later okay um but she lives in Germany and they talk about Mm. the propaganda though, that United States citizens are, they get in their schooling and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't think we're necessarily going backwards. I think we're trying to clear up a really fucking muddy puddle (laughs) and we're trying to make it clear. So it's going to take some time. And so it might get dirtier before it gets cleaner it's a mud pit it's a mud pit it is a mud pit but i don't know but that's that's where so i think this might be a good segue because yeah that's where like positive thinking and that kind of hopeful thinking would make me more at risk for joining a cult um girl uh and michelle and i both have literally joined cults before like yeah we have and we're going to talk about like the differences between cults. Most definitions I would say that I found were religious based in the fact that like, so not all religions are cults, but there religion, there are religions that are cults because it was, it stems from um, a religious belief, some doctrines, right? And a lot of it was Christianity based, but then they did bring up like Islam, right? Islam is a world religion and there are cults that have deviated from those doctrines, just like Hinduism, same thing. Like there are cults that have deviated from the Hindu set of doctrines. Um, but then, so you can look at a cult from like a theological standpoint which is what a lot of these books were doing that i that i came across um however i think for michelle and i like we're very interested in the whole like sociology sociological and like psychological Mm -hmm. components of like why people do what they do and i i don't know when i was when we were researching this like both michelle and i kind of talked about like different points about um cult and cult behavior and like why people join um but i think that once this episode's done, I think it, it's going to be really um, fun to see what Michelle found and what I found and how they like are really similar or different or, and vice versa, you know, like, um, does that make sense? I yeah. I found a lot of, about myself from doing this research and I, t- I actually am like, I guess, a member of the new age cult. Okay. So take that what take what you will from that but in my research that's what i identify with now um 
And like I said, I was raised in the Christian, Christian, you know, as a Lutheran and I had all the doctrines and I got baptized and all of that shit. But I'm just like, meh. And then the reasons that I found why people are like moving more towards like cults in general in society and like in cult in our culture. And this was like, let me preface my research was all based on the United States. Um, I maybe yours too, Michelle. I'm not sure. Um, actually, I don't even know if all of mine is US based. I think it's very vague in terms of like what country they were talking about or like, yeah, because because most of mine. <laughs> Most of my sources, which I'll just tell you now, it's like Stephen Hassan's uh, Freedom of Mind Control website or Freedom of Mind website. And then uh, Amanda Montel's book, Cultish, along with her episodes that she was like Stephen Hassan and Amanda Montel were both on a little bit culty. So okay. which is Sarah Edmondson and Nippy Ames. Um they were in Nexium, so I listened to that all the time. Roberta Blevins is Life After MLM. So these are podcasts that Michelle listens to. Yeah, but so like my resources are pretty much Yanya Lalich. So they're all like cult experts or someone okay. who has been in a cult. So like mm-hmm. when it comes to Stephen Hassan and Yanya Lalich, like they're very vague. Uh, same with cultish Amanda Mattel, like she she just looks at like the lang they just look at the language the behavior like that okay. type of thing okay um but speaking of mlms that i think is like the first time i realized or that was like the first that was the last cult i was in the first and only <laughs> cult i think maybe yes. i was in <laughs> me too guys um, me too <laughs> because I didn't really realize how cultish it was until I watched stuff like Nexium and learned more and started listening to these like culty shows yeah. and culty things that I realized how culty MLMs are. Um, so culty. So culty. They're you guys. So culty. They make you drink the Kool-Aid. They're like, please believe in our believe in our yeah, company. Which is the believe other in our products. Yeah, but we're not going to tell you what our product is. No, Just no. come join. I'm going to talk about how great I'm doing and how wonderful my life is. So you mm-hmm. want to be like me. And then I'm going to sell you my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm going to spend it's a so whole dumb. bunch of money, actually. And I'm probably going to go bankrupt. And, you know, and 99% thing. of people in MLMs do not earn a single dollar. Don't they earn all, anything. They just they spend put a bunch in of money. more than they, yeah, than they yes. do. Yep. It's so sad. So um, sad. But then... Yeah, drinking the Kool-Aid is like a phrase that a lot of people use that is, you know, which in is, reference to Jonestown, which is you. funny because they didn't even drink Kool-Aid. They drank flavor. They did. No, they drank flavor uh, It was like a cheap off-brand of Kool-Aid. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. So not brand name, not brand name. They were drinking the no. off-brand. Okay. You can't do that down in Gua Guana or wherever it is. Guana, right? Guana. No, Costa Rica, Guatemala. No, no, what? I swear, Guana. Look it up. You look it up. Well, where was Jonestown? I'm gonna look it up. Guyana, G U Y A N A, Guyana. Cool. Isn't that isn't that in Latin America though? Isn't that in Latin America? Yeah. Map it. Yeah. Okay. Great. It is near. Venezuela. Oh, so it's in South America. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it was to the right of Venezuela. Oh, that's that little country. That's like part of South America uh-huh. that nobody really hears about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're on the same page here. Okay. So it has Venezuela to the west and then Brazil to the south. Okay. And if All I right. knew my countries, I could tell you what was to the right, but I can't. Suriname is to the right. So to the east. Yeah, there's like those there's like three little countries in South America. Yeah, that America people just don't talk that about. Most people don't talk. Yeah. I I didn't, yeah, I didn't I, even know Suriname was. No. Anyways. You know, okay. So we digress, but um yeah. okay, so Welcome to our lives. Michelle, tell uh, us what are cold colds. All right. So, so I was I was listening today. And so I got this one from Amanda Montel on a little bit culty, but she said cults are a group or movement with a shared commitment to a usually extreme ideology that is typically embodied in a charismatic leader. Mm. So that was just like a general, and it might not have actually been Amanda Montel, whatever. It was from a podcast today. Um, And I added something to this. So yeah, just, I see that. Um, Tell us about these stats. Some stats. Um, so according to one of my sources, which will be in the resources, I don't remember where it was, um, there are over 4,000 cults in the U- United States alone with approximately 4 million members. And they fall into four basic categories. Um, religious, so those are um, cult, cults that use a belief system as their base. Um, commercial, so this would be like more like an MLM situation. Yeah, I've heard MLMs called commercial cults yeah. before. Promise you that if you join them and follow their special programs for success, that you will become very rich. So, AKA the pyramid scheme, which is what MLMs basically are. Um, Self help, so offer expensive enlightenment seminars. People are manipulated into spending more money for quote unquote advancement or political, which are organized around a political dogma, like rebel extremists. So QAnon, okay, that would be uh, very much a political cult. Oh, here's my source. It's a a website called hopesandfears.com. That's Um, really cool. Yeah. So I mean, so I've kind of heard that um, that kind of breakdown before. Um, Stephen Hassan wrote a book called The Cult of Trump. And like, it's (gasps) just very interesting. Um, I have not read it yet. Oh my God. That could be a whole other topic. Though. I know. Like, uh, one of the chapters in the book, actually multiple books that I found had whole chapters devoted to Trump and like, well, how- and I think we'll go into that. It's not even like a political, it, for like everything that I've read, it has nothing to do with his political stance Mm-mm. that makes him a cult leader. It had a lot to do with the language he used and how he invoked emotion yes. from people yes um and, and how, how he used his like charismatic charismatic yeah, charis- yeah, yeah charisma that's what it's called charisma. guys sorry <laughs> jesus i'm really sober today too so maybe i should get high i don't know maybe that's the problem maybe that's the problem um i am drinking nothing but liquid iv right now i'm drinking because... water so michelle and i are very sober today and we're talking to you about a sobering topic you know that affects millions of americans so yeah. Let's continue. <laughs> um, so then, but I thought it was interesting. So Stephen Hassan, the one who wrote The Cult of Trump, I pulled this. Um, so he, like, there's a conversation about the use of the word cult and how mm-hmm. 
it kind of takes away from the seriousness of it. Hmm. Um, but why does I he put... why does he say that? Like, let me try to find it. I put it someplace. I just don't know. Um, because when you it it occult says that it's bad but it doesn't say why it's bad so like it doesn't give people i can't find it but this is going from memory um it gives people it doesn't give people the tools so when you're like oh i was in a cult okay well then people often say well that was dumb i how could you join a cult you're stupid all that but they don't understand what the whole what it means like why is it bad why is it bad to be in a cult Right. Because so Sarah Edmondson talks a lot on her podcast about like she would joke when they were in Nexium, like, yeah, we're in a cult, but we're happy and we're helping people and like we're all like living our best lives. So what's so wrong about that? But like so it, it's true though. And so like on another, so I quit Orange Theory. Listeners wouldn't know this because when I was listening to one of our episodes uh, in the past, I talked about how I go to Orange Theory. Well, I don't go to Orange Theory anymore um, because after listening to Amanda Montel's book, Cultish, I started hearing language that was cultish. But is it harmful? Not really. I mean, I guess it depends. Like, so if, so if you have an eating disorder. Which or, I actually, or, I do. Yeah, mm. or some it, like or an unhealthy body image than an exercise place. So Orange Theory, CrossFit, CrossFit yeah, like Soul Cycle, um, yoga, like any of those things can be really bad because they can be used too much, mm-hmm. um, or you become dependent on them. But right. so anyway, so I kind of digress a little bit from. Um, it's all relative. Even Hassan's it's it's part. related. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. And I guess one of the reasons is language, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but so he calls it undue influence. So he defines it as a destructive cult is a pyramid-shaped authoritarian regime mm-hmm. with a person or group of people that have a dictatorial control. So an authoritarian mm-hmm. person has control over a person or a group of people. It can um, also be an it, organization, right? Like a yes, dictatorial. Yes, like yes. A, okay. As long as there's one person at the top who kind of is leading it. Yeah. Um, and then they're the ones who are limiting the control and beliefs of those below them and Correct. kind of um, telling them what they can can't do. And then a lot of times he talked about like, there are fringe groups at the bottom too. So like some people don't see the bad that's happening because they're not invited into that inner circle to see the bad that's happening. Right. Or they um, just so don't some, know enough information, right? Because yeah. So because th- that's not being given to them. Right. Um, and they will like one of the red flags is like, if you're not allowed to talk to, or you're segregated from other people at your level, um, that's a problem because the information all comes from the top leader and then slowly down. And so you should, they want you only to talk to uh, someone in that like close group right. because they're, they're fully in. 
So right. they're going to give you the structured answer that you're supposed to hear. Right. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, so it uses deception to recruit new people. Um, but so it doesn't always like, that's what we were talking about with MLMs about like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, mm-hmm. buy my product. Like, I'm not going to tell you what it is, or I'm not going to tell you what company I work right. for or work with because it's a 1099. So you're a licensed independent um, contractor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And so okay, why did, you're not licensed. That's a no, fat you, joke. They're just, just like, Hey, here, now you're a coach. Now you're so, a specialist. Right, you're, you're not an employee you, you, of the organization. Nope. They make it very clear that you're doing it for you and any money that you make, or in this case, probably won't make. You're probably <laughs> any gonna, money you lose yeah. is not at the responsibility of the of the company. company they're not yeah. responsible for paying for any of it. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it uses that deception and that to make people dependent, obedient, and loyal to whatever the cult is. That's right. Um, so like I said before, a benign cult is, it, it doesn't always have to be bad. And it's just a bunch of people who believe in a set of beliefs that are abnormal or not mainstream in our culture. So again, as long as people know what they're getting into, like with um orange theory or something you know what you're walking into they're not trying to lie to you or they're not gonna shun you if you leave you know what i mean so it's not destructive they have cultish behaviors yeah but but they're they're not not necessarily right in my experience right and that that brings me to my question but michelle will continue and then we'll break it down for you because I had a I had one question when we when Michelle and I were talking about hey let's let's have a conversation about this I had a question regarding religion because my thought process was in my experience there are some religions that I find to be quite cultish and I want to learn more about that and so that's where my that's where my kind of um research went into was looking at yeah yeah well i agree i wonder that too like why aren't cults marvin walked in here why aren't cult like or why are religions considered cults and you i want to know what you want to know what the large one of the largest uh like cults are that are that deviated from christianity can you guess what? um the church of latter-day saints or mormons oh mormonism yeah yeah, mormonism huge 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 cult um also um the uh jehovah witnesses (laughs) they're a cult yeah so i just thought that was i was really interested to learn about that um also i'll keep going over kind of what makes a cult a cult and then we can use that as we go into the religious conversations yeah because and then we can have people because there there are people who are mormon or who are jehovah's witness and jehovah's witnesses yeah jehovah's um, witnesses that may have not been privy to cultish negative destructive behavior you know what i mean like it could have been good for them which is still doesn't mean that just because it was good for you doesn't mean that the entire organization itself isn't bad right that's right because every person has to have some sort of individual experience 
tied to anything that we're a part of, right? Like, I mean, right. at the end of the day, so if, if we're joining an organization because we're looking for something, you know, and and we'll get down into that, but most of the time when people are susceptible to joining something of a cultish variety, it's because they're not being, they're, you know, their needs aren't being met with traditional standards and norms of society. And so they're looking for another way that they're going to get some sort of meaning and fulfillment out of their life and they're lost right they're feeling lost they're feeling hopeless and then these people come and they're like hey come and join come and drink our kool-aid we're awesome we love well, you we're gonna have lots of orgies and have a lot of sex fun it's gonna be great whoa <laughs> um that that uh, is that is that is a thing that that's a thing i know it that, is i know okay. it is it's just crazy to me yeah I know. Um, and a well, lot but, of, the, but so we'll talk about like how they get in there. So I have a whole section on recruitment. <sighs> okay. Pause. Okay. Put Pause. a pin in that. We're pa- coming okay. back. Okay. Sorry. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> so a basic checklist. So this is like a list of things that destructive high control groups might have. Mm. So they require a high level of commitment. So that oh. provides some isolation. Yes. They have a really strict hierarchy, which we talked about. And that's because they don't want you to talk laterally. They want you to talk yes. upwards. So you're getting the correct indoctrination information. Right. Um, they tend to have answers to life's biggest questions. So mm-hmm. kind of how you talked about with the different varieties of cults, yeah. it's like, what are you missing in your life? Are you, do you feel that you're less than Right. Or you know, so then you're probably going to, you're more susceptible to a self-help type call. If you right. feel like your spiritual level isn't there and you're not close enough with God, you're more likely or whomever you believe right. in, then you're right. more likely to fall into religious cult. If you're, you right. know, if politics, you, you know, so continue like that. Yes. Those, whatever you're in need of, they're going to have the answer. And I'm using air quotes. Quote, quote, to, quote, answer. Yeah. Yeah, to whatever it is that you're seeking, right? Um, which is dangerous because they're also implying that they're the only one, yes, who has that answer. They're and the no only one else answer. Has that answer. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not no going to find else's it anywhere answer else. Is good enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they also provide a recipe for change. So you do this, you do this, you do this, you will get that answer. You will right, have you're gonna that. you're gonna become so enlightened, and you're gonna make like so much money, and you're just gonna like better everybody's life. Don't you want to do that? Yeah, Isn't that so nice? Like, don't you want your friend, your best friends and family, to like live the best life? Then you should <laughs> totally sell them this thing. That's so funny, and so you guys, like, okay, literally, just- what they would say on the calls. I like for real just if you had something that you really really liked if you found uh leggings that you really liked and I, I don't know why I said leggings because I mean, uh that's how that also that's how works but yeah I was like that's also a multi-level marketing company but, that's... but so like I don't know like so but I think about it because I'm wearing leggings today that I freaking love and they're from a company but like and so they would say like oh well you love those leggings you would tell your best friend about those leggings right so why wouldn't you tell them about our product but the only way to make money in a multi-level marketing scheme is to recruit somebody and that yes. you can't recruit, 
you're limiting your, you're creating more competition, I guess, for like your selling, which is the biggest problem that no one likes to talk about. Um, and if you bring it up, oftentimes someone will give you something that's called a thought terminating cliche that will just like kind of stop you and revert and be like, no, that's, that's crazy. There's plenty of people. Like not everyone knows the same people. Okay. Anyways. Oh I my digress. God. So really this language is bringing up so many flashbacks for me. <laughs> right? And it's been, it's been um, over 10 years, I think, since I've actually been like actively involved in the organization. Um, I still take their products, guys, because they gave me the Kool-Aid, man. And I drank that Kool-Aid. And um, I know, but my goal is to have you find some dupes or something that is made. Because usually, like, they, they'll they have better quality that you can get it from someone else that isn't a multi-level marketing company. Oh, I, I know, but I, I really do like the products. That's kind of a cop-out. Um I'm not like supporting their business like plan anymore, right? I'm not recruiting members of the team and I'm not technically like a distributor because I don't like nobody under me is doing anything. You know what I mean? So it's my business, quote unquote, business has kind of been dissolved because I'm not doing anything. I'm just buying into their product. So I'm still still a part of the cult because okay, I can't you're making get away changes slowly but surely but okay i'll we'll dive when we go okay. into a deep dive mlm we'll talk about some dupes and stuff like that um because oftentimes they find that mlms are made with poorer products because they're trying to maximize their money the profit so they right. yeah so they're trying to use cheaper products that aren't as healthy and they lie about what's in them so yeah totally yeah just like Anyways. um just like you know big business that's, just yep. you know that's the deception though that's the lie that mm-hmm. they're trying to tell you so there's both formal and informal systems of influence so like formal is like they have classes or teachings um that really tell you exactly what you know the rules are and then there's informal where it's like they'll have friends tell on friends or things like that. Mm. You kind of want to be close with your peers. And then there's little room for internal or external scrutiny. So if someone, if the culture or community at large talks badly about this, they sh- like they say they don't know what they're talking about. They, 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 they diss the people who are talking bad about them, essentially. Right, so whether right. that be a member or the community around them. Right. Or the media or just like any exactly. negative. Any negative press is fake news. Right. That's not true. We can prove it to you. Oh, really? Can you show me? Yeah. Yeah. And But then they'll always dance around in circles and they'll never right. actually show They'll never up. ever actually give you an answer. Okay. So language is important because when people use special language, like... I don't know the example we used. I thought about it. My sister and my cousin used to have a special language. I don't even know. I don't even know what it is, but like they were always so cool because they are the only ones who knew this language. So cults or, you know, high. Why did I just (laughs) just forgot it? Um, High control groups 
will use language to isolate. So they create an us versus them. Mm-hmm. So all the cool people know what the language is. Right. And those on the outside don't. So like with some religions, I'm using air quotes. Um, I'm not going to say what it is because, you know, we don't need to get sued or anything. And they like to... <laughs> they they come up with this language that like if you were to leave and talk to anybody else outside they wouldn't understand anything like you know you're talking about just what you do on a daily basis but why you do it they use language that isolates everybody else it's really interesting yeah that is interesting it's yeah see that's like psychology at work right there psychology 101 Um, because it it creates a sense of community like we right. are all together. We right. and so then it also creates that isolation because mm-hmm. that is, you know, how you think. And so you're not going to surround yourself with someone who doesn't understand the words that you're using. Right. Because then that that creates that divide, right? Just like yeah. Just like uh in any in our country right now and any people get further and further apart because they are, you know, they're, they're, they want to be a part of this specific group of beliefs. And then we don't talk to each other necessarily because we're not part of the, them, right? We're, exactly. we're us and they're them. And we don't know how well, to just imagine that. if we were like trying to catch up and we were living like two completely different lives and I'm like telling you like, oh yeah, you know, like we talk about a lot of the same things. We both, I'm trying to think of how to put this. Like we both are working towards goals and things that we enjoy. Mm -hmm. Now imagine if one of us was working towards going to Ishmu, which is your version of heaven. Like if I was like, oh yeah, I, you know, I just have to do this because I have to go to Ishmu. And you'd be like, all right. Cool. Be like, well, I can't do that because then I can't go to Ishmael. Like, like it creates a divide. Right. Because and then what would we talk about? I mean, I guess I could just ask you, okay, well, what does that mean, Michelle? Tell me what that right. tell me what your beliefs are. Like I wanna I'm curious to know. Not that you're gonna convert me over, but um I actually have done this to Jehovah Witnesses before. Um, because uh, maybe you guys know Ooh, they like to fun. They do door-to-door situations, you know what I mean? So when I was a homeowner, so this was back in like, this was probably 2012, 2013, they came to my door and I think my my screen door was open and they could see me, okay? So I couldn't really get away. Couldn't hide. (laughs) And so I was like, oh yeah. They're like, hey, do you have a, you know, do you have some time to talk to us, you know, about? And I was like, sure, yeah, let's talk about it. I'm like, so what do you guys believe? You know, tell me. And we literally, they were telling me all of the, you know, everything that they believed and, but it was super vague. And I really didn't understand like what they were talking about, like at all, because it, like I said, right. It's supposed it's, it's based on Christianity, but the, their beliefs are like different. Like they, they took some and they totally changed it and it's very odd. And I like, wasn't, I, and I told them, I was like, listen, you know, we can have this conversation because I just want to understand. But just so you know, like, you're not going to convert me. That's like, that's not happening because I'm like, I'm very strong in like my, the place of where I am right now. And 
I'm like not looking for a God or like whatever. Like I'm, I'm kind of over that. So, you know, I'm kind of well, over the whole Christianity thing. What so you're you not going to convert there that you may not have known that you did is I use language. People, well, yeah. But if those people ever wanted to leave, you're a person they could come to because you were welcoming to them. Oh, you were oh. open to them. So you are allowing them to speak and then allowing them to have, to think about what they're saying outside of their organization. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So you've also created a bridge for somebody by being kind and open to. See, what I'm talking about. I, 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 I believe that if we just, we just try to have open and honest conversations with people, like, even if we don't agree, like, we could still have the conversation. I'm not trying to sway you on anything, right? Right. Right, or, right or wrong, but I just want to say, well, this is what my truth is. Like, what's your truth? And then let's like have a conversation about it. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to make you change your point of view. Like, I just am trying to understand where you're right, coming but, from. And you can also say, you know, like, but I mean, I don't know. So I get defensive though. Cause I'm like, listen, I don't come in and try to tell you what to think. So why are you coming to my door and interrupting my day and trying to tell me what I need to believe? I know. And that's like, I don't so have funny. time for that. Usually I would be the same way. Like you, except for I, you were forced to be nice because exa- the I was, was open. Well, and also I was honestly, I was really bored to be completely honest with you. And I was like, let's, let's fuck some shit up today. Like, let's, let's, I like let's, it. let's talk to Use these Jehovah's and Use see, yeah. <laughs> and you're right. I did. I questioned them. I was like, well, what does that mean? Right. I just kept asking them questions. Like, I don't, can you explain this to me in a different way? Cause I just don't understand like what you're saying right now. You know, like yeah. if you want me to be a part of your organization, like you might just need to like work on how you're presenting this, the facts. Like I just, I don't know. That's hilarious. That is funny though. You're right. I guess I didn't think of it that way where I did yeah, create you, kind of a you, bridge. Yeah. You because... opened a door for the future if ever necessary, but now you're gone. So hopefully whoever's living in the house can do that as well. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully she answered the door. <laughs> I don't know. Use these words to isolate, to form a community and then isolate everyone outside that community. Hmm. Um, the other big language term is a thought terminating cliche and it's like something that kind of stops your critical thinking Mm. and shuts it down so like the most common one is well it is what it is yeah oh oh, okay but why is it why so Mm. that can be damaging in a sense like and and so it can also be positive like sometimes if you don't want to explore why something happened it is what it is can be comforting just it is what it is i guess i can't control life but and you got to let it go but also it shuts down your critical thinking skills wow i never thought about that before but you're right it does because if somebody said that to me it is what it is You'd be like, yeah, usually that's what it is. Right. Usually I want to question everything, but that that does kind of stop me from being, uh, oh, okay, they're cool with it. Yeah. So I don't have to ask questions about this then. All right. Yeah. You're that's like, Janine, why does, or you're like, Michelle, why does your dog do that? You're like, I don't know. It is what it is. Okay. 
we don't like, want to find you a... just don't question it anymore right right no so okay. another really good one which i think you'll appreciate is uh, boys will be you gonna... boys will be boys i was like are you gonna say the one because i i was i'm reading it you guys we're, we're looking at the same outline she's, she's cheating and looking at my notes <clears throat> well listen that makes me really mad and i know you did that on purpose it's... I, you did it, I on did it on purpose because I knew it'd get you fired up, but also <laughs> because it is it is an excuse for rape culture. Well, boys will be boys. Oh well, why why you know like uh, yeah. No, it's just that that's like a whole other topic of conversation, mm-hmm. right? That oh like I don't know like I don't know not like oh I need to have a heart to heart with my significant other. But he just, he didn't want to talk about his emotions. Well, boys will be boys. No, he's not fulfilling a need that you have. Mm-hmm. That's a problem that needs addressed. Yes. You can't just say, well, boys will be boys. No. And let's, okay. The 1950s wants their fucking expression back. All right. So <laughs> like, can right? you leave it? Go take it back. Okay. Put it back in the 20th century where it fucking belongs. On a side note, Ugh. have you seen that TikTok or like the trend? The it's like the uh, video TikTok or on Instagram, the reel that's going around. That's like, um, they say she'll be pretty, and it's like pretty what? Pretty face? Like I hope she's pretty bold, pretty like, and it just goes on and on about. I like your that. daughter. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I'll find it. I'll send it to you. You'll love it. Well, but anyway, yeah, yeah boys will be boys is yeah. like one of those things where you just. You stop questioning how a boy is acting no. and you let it be an excuse for who they are yeah. instead of correcting no. their behavior and teaching them to be de- decent right. human beings. Right. And I, I hope, you know, I, I'm a boy mom and uh, my my goal with my son is um, that he needs to take accountability for his actions, just like all of us. And yeah. that boys will be boys is just a fucking horrible excuse for allowing bad behavior to continue propagating and probably you know this might be an unpopular opinion but is probably why the patriarchy still fucking exists to this day because Mm -hmm. boys will be boys oh it's fine they're just doing their boy thing and just holding everybody else down it's fine (sighs) she did she got me all heated now i'm That was, I knew that would be a good uh, thought terminating cliche. Um, So another one. She knows me too well. Yes. (laughs) Another one is like everything happens for a reason. So a lot of people, when they experience Mm -hmm. like loss or something, Mm -hmm. that seems to be the word that is said or the phrase that's said. Like, well, everything happens for a reason, but you're stopped. And and, and it's really because people fear other people's emotions. They don't want to have to deal with someone else's emotions. So they just say, like, well, everything happens for a reason. Like, no no it doesn't like you're allowed to be sad you're allowed right. to be mad you're allowed right. to be you're allowed to feel whatever you feel yeah you're not allowed to disrespect somebody else you're not allowed to hurt somebody or yourself because of that like Mm-mm. but you're allowed to feel your emotions and it's yes. just like stupid things like that That's and you should feel down. your emotions yes yeah right they so shut by... down where someone's going or someone's thought or independent thinking yes or feelings and basically tells them to cut that shit out and so they can move on it's like it's yeah so again we're we're propagating just unhealthy habits of coping or mismanagement right of our emotional ability to cope with things that are happening 
um, which happens all the so time. So you'll think about that and like, like pyramid schemes um, and MLMs and stuff. They'll uh-huh. say like, if you bring up like, well, what happens? I don't even, I can't even think because I don't even think it's something I ever brought up or questioned. I did a lot of like questioning silently. Um, or with because you didn't like, want to be shunned right you're like don't bring it up the group will shun me well <laughs> I, yeah and i really wanted to be liked by everybody that would right by I, my upline yeah yeah and I, then like there was me an, too there was another girl who was like lateral to me on my team i'm using air quotes but she started questioning things and her and I had a really close relationship. So we talked about that stuff in private and that's how we like kind of figured it out. But so, Mm. um, but like, if you were to say like, well, if I recruit, if I recruit this many people, then I'm going to have competition. So why would I do that? They would use a thought terminating cliche to nix that. Yeah. They would never fully explain it to you. No. Because they can't, because if they really accurately explained it to you, they would be wrong. Like they, like what you're questioning would be true, that it's not possible. And whatever, like, they're just going to reason themselves out of their beliefs, which they won't do. Does that make sense? Yes, 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 yes. um, here's a, like a fun fact. Um, I don't know if it was true in your specific MLM organization, but in my specific MLM organization, most of the members were Mormons. <laughs> so there's actually a huge thing. And I don't, what resource is it? I'd have to find the resource. Uh, but there is a whole thing about why majority of MLMs were started in the Mormon community. And, well, and I think it has to yeah. do with um, the women have to be home with the kids. Usually. Um, and then they want to be some sort of breadwinner or bring some sort of income in while they're home with the kids. Um, so they. So MLMs are marketed specifically for like stay at home women. Or oh, yeah. Okay. It's like a side hustle. So it doesn't that make, require that right. much work. Right, right, right. Um, and you can be with I your think, kids. I think there's more. And they want to share what they have. Like that is more common and acceptable in their culture. I also would say that Mormons, since they have their, like, they have to do that, like, mandatory missionary um, journey when they're, like, 18 years old. They go on a two-year missionary thing where they they get sent somewhere. Could be, like, in the United States. Could be in another country. And they're just trying to recruit as many people to the Mormon faith as they can. And I think um, they deal with a lot of rejection because of that. And obviously, being part of an MLM is if you're out out there and you're trying to sell the product or whatever, you're going to get a lot of rejection, just like any other sales Yeah, like they're more open to it. They're more open to – they're just, like, used to hearing the word no. So I feel like they're just – that kind of just like drives them. They're like, that's fine. Like we'll move on to the next person, right? Like they have a, what? Yes. No, no, like you reminded me of something. Okay. What? So my biggest thing was when I was in an MLM, they said, um, no, doesn't mean no. It means not right now. (laughs) Yes. Mine said that too. But what drives me fucking crazy about that? Is no means no. <laughs> um, so then, no so then, means 
no. I don't know if your organization, like, we need you this anymore, but, like, mine was like, listen, it could just, and, you know, timing, it's usually the timing. Yes. Timing, timing's off, you know, and if you keep following up with people, um, you know, and usually it Eventually takes, like, they'll say yes. right, usually it takes five prospects to get a 60% yes so rate, you know. teach you to harass somebody. Yes. And to not and take it's, no for an answer. It's also usually to get what you want. Your own network of friends and family members, right? Which then causes even more of a divide with you and your friends and family because so it's creating isolation. Yes. 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 So like and, my yeah. And Ugh. I don't know did they do it when they would talk when they would talk about those people who say no. They'd be like, "Well, you know, maybe they just don't want to support you. Maybe they're just not not good friends. Maybe they're just not the friends you that you thought they were. Right. So they're and trying to remove you from yeah, the other the outside to community. Your group. Right. And change who your close friends are. And so then that you'll stay in their closed system. Work. Right. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> so eye-opening. Now that you know, now that we're researching this and like we've both been a part of these types of organizations, it's like so. It, I don't know. It just baffles me, like, because I would consider, you know, both of us to be very intelligent people. And, like, that's where that's, like, one of the, the hot topics about talking about cults, right? Well, why do people join them? Like, I, why yes. do all of these smart, independent people end up joining these organizations? You know, what is it that makes people gravitate towards? Well, so let's let's go into that. So I'm going okay. to talk about what I know about the recruitment from okay. their perspective. Yeah. And then you can talk about the, what, what happens internally to somebody when they're joining a cult, like the member I'll come from the recruitment process and you'll come okay. from the, the independent. So okay. um, recruitment into cults is from my research. It's, it's said a lot, like it's very similar to pyramid schemes. So they mm -hmm. look for people who are new to the area who mm -hmm. are looking for friends Um mm -hmm they recently had a professional or a personal loss mm -hmm. so then they're taking advantage of someone at a vulnerable time yes again when they're trying to make some sort of community right um, or I joined, make a change right yeah, yeah i joined as the pandemic hit and i was not happy with my job right so you're and, like looking for connection way. looking yep. for a way to um, find meaning yeah. because my job was so meaningful to me that I was looking for a new meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but I mean, so I was, that was very much like, yes, I needed that. But then they also loneliness and desire for meaning mm -hmm. make people exactly. susceptible to friendly people offering exactly. community and that, yep. that group mentality. And that's um, what my research showed too, from an individual yeah. standpoint. Um, but also that recruitment happens over months. So, you know, I don't know how it was right. for you, but it was like, make a connection and then start commenting on their things or, you know, yep. make, make, yep. and before you offer, yep, then yep. offer whatever yep. it is. Oh yeah. Make it a warm connection first. So you guys have more to talk about more, more in common and then give them the sale, give them the pitch. Exactly. Bring him in. So it happens over time. So it's right. not like something where someone just like makes one choice where they no. fall into no, it. No, 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 no. It's a no. series of little choices where they back themselves into right. and the language that makes it 
the system, right, that the MLM or the whatever organization they create, there's some system that everybody's following and, and they, they use specific language, you know, in the recruitment process when they're talking to pr prospects. Well, they like, find out what the person is missing and then they'll focus yes, their sale right. on what, like, so this product is going to fulfill that, that void Which, that you have. So and they this teach is, you how to do that. That this is part is, of the training. It's not about the product. It's about how to use the product in the training. To use someone's vulnerabilities to, to get them to the buy a product or to buy yeah. this into this business. And actually, so it's not, this is not far off from corporations, by the way. Like I would say that, um, and in my research, it did talk about how businesses have been using this language, right? Of um, creating these like seminars and everything like that to give the give the employees more empowerment in order to drive more sales. So if when I was in a traditional sales role, also in involved with the multi level marketing company, a lot of the sales techniques that were taught at both organizations were very similar, right? And right. I heard I heard at both places like. Oh, you just need to keep reaching out to people because timing is, you know, timing might not be right. And if you touch, you know, if you talk to somebody like five times, there's a 60% chance that you're going to close that sale more than like if you only talk to them one time, right? Like it, it was just right. so, and that I would say that is very much a um, traditional sales tactic mm -hmm. that is widely used in so many organizations still to this day. Well, um, so I would talk about though how that is different. Like it is similar. It, it, the sales method is the exact same. The difference is the deception behind a pyramid scheme versus a corporation. A corporation is never going to lie about what they're trying to sell you, or they shouldn't. I mean, if I, mean, I guess it's. I mean, they can. It's a, if they're private. It's a spectrum. I was going to say, it's yeah. a spectrum. So okay. most traditional companies aren't going to lie. Let's just take Apple, for example. Well, Apple's publicly traded, so they can't lie. Fair. Okay, so let's take a private business, okay? Um, like about, my, fa my father's business my or father's your father's business. business, right? But yeah. But you would never you would never disguise or hide what you're trying to sell. No, but you can use, they can use language as an effective sales yes. strategy in order to convince somebody whether or not. Like a car salesman. Yes. Or something just, like that. Right. They're going to, they're going to talk up their vehicle, the thing that they're trying right. to sell to you. So you'll give them more money for it, but they're never going to say, Hey, you need this you need this thing to make you a better person and they're never going to be like i have this thing and it it is the secret to all life i tell you this has changed my life completely right. and you can't live without it and then you're like you're oh right. my god i want to know what this is and i was right. like here's a car that's so when you give me 20 grand i'm giving you a car like, yeah, I, okay. you know, up front what it is. So I'm not saying that it can't be bad. 
I'm talking about the spectrum of it. I understand. And I, I understand where you're coming and, from. And I just, people, and yeah. people cross lines, different salesmen all in the, the same time. company. Sale, yeah. Salesmen yes. in the, they, they can cross lines. Oh, I've, I've run across some soup shady salespeople. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. I can name one off the top of my head right now. Who is a skeezy, skeezy, skeezy man. <sighs> it's anyway, fine. We don't, sorry. we don't have to name names. Um, yeah. Did you have any more to touch on about who who joins a cult? Well, in so when I was doing the research, um, it says like so. There's this book called "The Challenge of the Cults and New Religion," and so they were talking about um, this book. Also, um, the author talked to several different experts, whether they were in. Um, you know, theological experts of on cults, or they were sociologists, or they're psychologists. Um, there were like ten reasons that she came up with, or he. I don't. I don't know who. They. Um, yes. What? So what makes somebody join a cult? Um, and there were these main reasons, and one of the uh, the biggest reason was the failure of the church. And so let, I need to go back. Um, I. All of the books that I found were based more upon religion and cults because that was right. the question that I was trying to solve. Um, and so they, um, in, in all of the books that I found, they were talking about the cult of Christianity. And what they meant by that was um, any um, cult that had been derived from the Christian doctrine, or like I said in the beginning, right? Like Islamic doctrine or Hindu, like whatever, like yeah, yeah. they took that spiritual doctrine and they dissected it and they created it into their own thing. So because to, in today's culture or since like the sixties, there has been in the United States, there's been this overwhelming change in, in the, um, in the way that people have been looking at the Christian church. And a lot of people feel that the church has failed them and they're not making any real moral difference in the world. They're not providing a real sense of belonging. They're not um, meeting people's deepest needs and they're not making the doctrine the highest priority anymore. So a lot of people are leaving the traditional like Christian church and that's where they're kind of finding these cults because the sects are like taking from Christianity, right? They're like, oh yeah, we still believe in God, but like maybe we don't believe in the Trinity. For example, I think Jehovah's Witnesses, I believe don't, they they have, they took the Trinity out. So that's, that's part of the way that they changed that doctrine, that Christian doctrine. Okay. They don't believe in the Trinity. And they also believe um, Jesus is like different, right? So Jesus is like not the savior necessarily. He's like a person, whatever. Okay, so statistically speaking, a significant percentage of cultists formally attended a Christian church. Some 25% formally attended an evangelical or fundamentalist church, and more than 40% had backgrounds in the large, more liberal Protestant dominations. Okay, so what that's what the stats are saying is that Almost fifty percent of people that that um, joined a cult have some sort of religious Christian background. Well, I mean that's also not hard in in the United States because that's essentially what the United States was built on. Exactly, which is 
So side note, when I was doing this research, I kind of thought it was bullshit that I was talking mostly about Christianity. And so I was trying to find more sources that would talk about other types of faith um, and like just other types of like cult, you know, like in the political or the, you know, corporations or like whatever. Um, and I, so I just thought that that was something that was interesting is that the United States is so indoctrined with Christianity and Catholicism and like, and that, and it's like, it literally is in our schools. It's in our healthcare system. It's in our yeah. government. It's everywhere. And so I, I just, I think that that's just very interesting. And I don't think that it should be that way. I feel like there should be a separation. Um, but again, that's just my belief. So you, you know, families in trouble. So you talked about this when people are super vulnerable and maybe they have, um, they don't believe like the young people don't believe in their parents' values and they're looking for like something, something else. They're looking for yeah. something new. They're looking for something like a surrogate family. They're looking for a community that they can actually, you know, under like that understands them and like wants them to be, um, a part of their family, quote unquote. So there's this really, so secular, secularism, sec, I think I'm saying that right. Secularism has also been rising like since the seventies. And here's a quote. So they're, they call them humanists and humanists basically believe that there's no divine purpose for humanity. So whether they admit it or not, their philosophy robs humankind of ultimate purpose, meaning, and value. Yeah. Um, and it's also, it's a fact that when people lack a sense of fulfillment and meaning, or when they fare, you know, feel despair, um, it's much easier for them to be victimized by a cult and be, you know, be indoctrined in that um, because they want to find, they don't, they want their emptiness to be filled, right? And they're looking, I they're searching. Remember right. when I told you when we had this conversation to start and I was talking about how religion could be, but I think that I think that religion started to be a good thing. Um, but and then people have taken some bad turns with it. Yes. Um, because one of one of my favorite quotes that I remember from psychology in my master's program, I don't even remember what psychology is, probably like educational psychology or something okay but they talked uh there was a psychologist who said that there needs to be a religious reform or a moral reform mm -hmm. because it comes down to that like mm -hmm. why would somebody you know like the golden rule right like is, is religious do it's unto religion. others as you yeah. would do unto yourself yeah yeah like that right. is, has a religious background but then why yes. would why would someone not hurt somebody else like morals right. and stuff like that like have to come from somewhere so that sounds like that's what you were saying yes so if you take religion out of it then someone doesn't understand why you are a good person or why you do the right thing quote unquote right and so that so it it goes all the way so new age doctrine so this is where i i, I was like really interested in this because i didn't even I didn't even realize it. I mean, I, I think I did know deep down in my soul that, so it's more Eastern, right? So East, the mm -hmm. whole Eastern um, way of Buddhism, thinking about things and, and with like the that, yogis yeah. and with meditation and, and this whole belief that, um, so the new age doctrine, so their doctrines are all about 
pantheism. So all is God. Everything is God. There's no one God. Everything is God. And monism, all is one. We're all connected. We're all one like being um, relates really close to relativism. And so all is relative, basically. Right. So what what yeah. they're saying is so if all is if all in if all truth is relative, then one person's truth is just as good as another person's truth, right? So any religion's truth or any cult's truth then is as good as a Christian's truth. So they're basically just saying, you know, live and let live, right? Let's all just, we're all just in this together and we're all just going to have our own truths and we're going to, we're going to be okay with that. Um, emphasis on self, like that takes it even further, which is like in today's culture is, um, which also has been mentally contributing to the growth of cults because we have this whole like empowerment movement going on uh -huh. where we are, have been taught, right, with this whole new age uh, way of looking at things that we can create our own reality with our mind, like literally just with the power of our mind Manifest. and what manifests, manifest, yeah. And what manifests in life will be a direct result of the thoughts that we affirm, whether on a conscious or subconscious level. And with this thought process also comes limiting beliefs. Okay. And so that the belief that we as individuals can dispose of these unhealthy or limiting beliefs um, combined with visualizations um, supposedly says, you know, that we can, we can change our reality around us um, yeah. by, yeah. So that I brings me back to that. Like everything happens for a reason, because if you're manifesting that shit yeah. and like something bad happens, like, right. Did you manifest then, that shit? Like it becomes, right. it becomes where they take it out of the system, yeah. which is the world we live in and blame the person, which has its own faults. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, all of these ways of thinking are just like, so interesting when you, when you look at it and you're just so like, interesting. so I actually, I'm very into this whole uh, manifestation thing right now. Like I'm very much into like, I can create my own reality. Like I, I believe that we are all connected. Like I believe in the universe. I don't believe in like a God necessarily. So I right. guess I'm more agnostic now than like, I'm not atheist, but I'm definitely not like a believer quote unquote. Right. right. Like, yeah. um, and so then they have this emphasis on feelings and experiences too, right? Like if it feels good, go ahead and do it, girl. Like as long as you're not hurting anybody, right? Um, so res resisting divine authority also, like that's a theme, right? Where people are just like, I don't know about this whole divine thing. Like I, I, I think I can do it myself. Like I don't, I don't need a God. Like, um, so they're looking for something that's feel good, not necessarily like, I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to dictate all of these morals and everything for you. Like, you know, you, you just get to kind of do what you want to do. And we're going to be in a community together. And right. also media. Okay. Media has had a huge influence on people joining cults and Mormon. Okay. The Mormon church, for example, spent $550 million a year on advertising on worldwide advertising um to get more people to join their church that's what makes me apprehensive about religious organizations because i think maybe like when i think about cults in terms of mlms it's the recruitment uh -huh. why do you need more people right that's what, scary to what me. purpose are, are you, you serving yeah like like why do you need everyone to believe what you believe in why can't 
we all coexist. Right. And do our own thing. I don't. Right. I don't as know. long as, you know, like. We're not know, hurting anybody com- or ourselves. Well, right. So, like, but this comes down to the. And so if we're going to talk about the pro-choice, pro-life argument. Yeah. yeah. To the pro-lifer, though, you are hurting somebody. Um, yes, but scientifically speaking, I, I know, Okay, I, like, but this is like the conversation that you have to get into I, is, I know, if you see, but yes, yes. So I, I didn't want to say like, if you're not hurting anybody, <sighs> it's such a harsh, it's such a harsh it's, conversation. It's really, really hard, I know and it's it really is hard, hard to figure out how to coexist, but I think it comes down to not infringing on people, other people's, um, you know, their actions, like let them live, let Right. And, but then the whole law thing comes into play, right? Like, so then yeah, yeah. there's all these a law based on a religious belief, but we do. Yeah. Well, just, most just of saying, laws just saying built off religious beliefs. Exactly. So anyway, keep going. Sorry to interrupt you. We need amendments. Um, yeah. Moral rebellion, basically. Oh, this is where the sex comes in, right? So a lot of a lot of cults, not all of them, but a lot of cults have this like sexual component to them, which mm-hmm. is definitely not like moral, right? Like that's totally not like a Christian belief, right? Christians believe that sex before marriage is wrong and you should have one man and one woman and blah 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 whatever. Whatever right. their bullshit is. Um but like a lot of cults have like orgies or they have these sexual cleansing rites where like the one dude will literally fuck all the ladies like in the cult. It's not, and yeah. it's not, the other men don't get to fuck them. It's just the one dude, right? He's like, um, like that, I don't remember who it was. It was like a yogi dude. I'm pretty sure that's what he would yeah, do yeah. is he would. Yep. <sighs> so anyway, so. Well, I mean, that's what Keith Raniere did too. The Nexium dude, yeah? Yeah. Is that him? Yeah, and um, Mormonism—they brought polygamy into play, right? So I should say that's... he didn't—he didn't screw everybody, but he had a group of people that he was screwing. But then was trying to say how he was celibate, like it was—he was just one big fat liar. So it's fine. Um, right, anyway, which yes. I feel like most cults maybe are based on lies anyway, and yeah, right, exactly. it's and deception. Yeah, yeah. So basically the conclusion was like the rise of cults isn't based on one factor, but it's kind of like a collective overhaul of all of these things put together, right? People are just like, no, I, screw you. Like I'm over this and I'm trying to find this purpose. I'm, tr- I think ultimately it's, we're trying to find some sort of purpose in life, yeah, right? And meaning we need and a meaning. meaning for our life. Yeah. And so if you can't make one independently, you look for someone else to guide you on mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. And so I think we talked about before, I don't know where it is in our notes, about how it starts. It starts in schools. Where did mm-hmm. I put that little bit? I um, think you did. Um, yes. It I was saw. from a little bit culty. Um, and it was really good. But it talked about how Hmm. how schools are authoritarian, which leads to more students becoming followers, setting them up to search for leadership and authoritarian leaders after they graduate. Yes. 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 It was in an episode. Did I say who said that? John Attack? Yeah. John John Attack. 
Atac, John Atac. Yeah, yeah yep. John Atac. He said it on um a little bit a little culty. bit culty. Uh-huh. And he talked about that and he said that and I was like, "Oh my god, we are mm-hmm. because we don't a lot of times and we teach kids to listen, behave and to respect, but a lot of times respect is meant in the way of do whatever authority tells you. Yes. Yeah. But but that's like what drives me crazy is that's that's not, not respect. Respect. Is. respect. Respect is, is I will not hurt you. I will not uh, wish a will on you. I will not do anything to bring you down. But I am allowed to disagree with what you say. And I'm allowed to have bodily autonomy to yes. say you can't touch me. You can't. And that's like where, you know, that's where it comes into protecting your kids against sexual offenders. This is where you know, it, it, like boundaries. It's just, it, you know, yeah, you can respect people with boundaries, like having your own personal boundaries is a form of self-respect. And then you can still be respectful towards another person by allowing them to like live their truth. Right. And, and, but you can disagree, of course, like what Michelle was saying, but do it in a respectful manner. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not going to come shoot I'm you up. I'm not going to put you down because, yeah, or yeah. hurt you because or hurt you, you no. don't believe what I believe in. That, but it is yeah. like, and so, hold on. I'm gonna... <coughs> um, <coughs> um, it does, like, it's weird because we do from kindergarten on stand in line, raise your hands. Right. Um, They're you know, teaching do... us how to follow the rules. And exactly. also, it's it also fits in with the uh, traditional uh, employment standards, right? Like it teaches yeah. the kids how to oh for eight hours you're gonna like sit at a desk and you're gonna listen to a boss and you're like you're gonna do what we want you to, right? Like right. And um, I I, don't, I find that to be like hilarious because I have always been if you go figure if you can imagine um, I've always been a not follower. I've always been like I'm gonna lead my own shit. You know I'm gonna I'm going to be a rebellious little shithead and I'm not going to do what you want me to do. Um, yeah. I've, I've always said yeah. like, I don't like to be put into a box. No, I don't want someone to make an assumption about who I am Mm-mm. or what I have to do no. based on how I look or who I Mm-mm. like, who I am. I no, that's never, no. I mean, just like I'm planning my sleeve, a tattoo sleeve. Oh, just so I, I can, say essentially you, fuck you to you don't have anything on your arm yet do you oh no i i have something on my shoulder that's right on your that shoulder. shoulder that was no, like, like 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 um my, like i have the turtle but with the on your shoulder back. and yeah. then you have something on your back sh- yeah, like your but shoulder i want to do from like wrist up and then incorporate that thing on my shoulder and that be the uh, okay but, okay and that's essentially just a big fuck you to corporate america who doesn't want tattoos and wants suits and wants all of that I'm going to be good at my job. I'm going to do all the things that I need to do. And I'm going to help a company be successful. But but you want to do do it it on your terms. Exactly. And so that's what kind of attracted me to the whole entrepreneur um, thing is, is I had this things on your time. Exactly. And I can be, I can have autonomy and I can have my own schedule and I can actually create that work-life balance and I can, see my kid. I don't, you know, I don't have to um, work until five o'clock and have my son go to after school program. I can work at home and I can pick him up from school. I can make sure he's got a snack, you know, and then he's 
eight and he's very independent. He does his own thing, but I want to make sure that we have that quality time together too. And I want to, I don't want to miss out on him growing up, right? Like kids grow up so fast. And so I, even when I was in a corporation, my boss was so awesome and she um, already treated me like that. So it was kind of like her mentorship, like really helped me be able to jump off into into being an entrepreneur um that's because she supported me right yeah yeah and that's something that mlms use a lot to try to get recruits is by saying you have time freedom they use that all the time yes but they don't tell you that it's going to take you fucking five years at least minimum longer it's going to take you longer and it's going to cost you a lot of money and you're going to have to work your ass off and you don't actually have time freedom. No. No. Now, do I have time freedom now? Yes. Did it take me five and a half years to build? Yes. Yes, it did. Um, so yeah, but that's not because you're in an MLM. No, it's because because I did it my fucking self. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But like, it's different. And they, because that's something that everyone wants. Everyone wants to have know, but do they though michelle see that's my question because if people really wanted people to do want that flexibility if people actually wanted to do it though they would work for it and they would stop fucking complaining and they would do something about their life you know i know but this is a but, whole other people need employees though too not everyone could be an entrepreneur <sighs> no i know and it's not how things work and some people like being employees i just don't I mean, that's just right. a personal preference, you know? And so for me, I don't mind working hard towards a, a thing that I believe in as yeah. long as I have flexibility to do it. Right. And and you have a nice um, play, job, right, where you can have some flexibility. Yeah, where I have you, some flexibility. Yeah. And you but have some I, autonomy. That, and that's where, like, that's where my thought was with that is, like, that MLMs try to use that to get people to come in, but it's a big fat lie, essentially. Right. So then why don't people just leave? Right. Like, isn't that a question? Like, oh, okay. You don't like it. So why don't you just leave the organization? I don't understand why you can't just leave. Like what? Yeah. What? Um, so I would think, well, hold on. Let me, well, oh, you I, have a whole go, section. Let me back up. I okay. know. Let me back up though, because I want to okay. talk about some red flags because I think it, goes to more of why someone can't leave okay uh, i think you like you need to know this a little bit before in order to know so, like why okay yeah so one of the things that i think we'll post on social is stephen hassan's influence continuum so it kind of talks about like constructive and healthy influence versus mm-hmm. destructive and unhealthy influence okay and what it looks like for an individual for a leader and for organizations or relationships okay. with others so i think it's really really important but it we'll talk about it. I'm not going to read it all because everyone else can go find it and like teach themselves. Yeah. We'll also, we'll post it on social. Um, yeah. Yeah. But so it's really, um, helpful. Oh, I see it. I'm looking at yeah, it right now. But then he also has something called the bite model. Yeah. Um, so it was based on research by Robert J. Lifton, who, um, he was doing this research. Um, he was looking at the, a totalitarianism i can't uh-huh, say it uh-huh total total as i can't say it either totalitarianism whatever <laughs> which was yeah, that china thing. right like mao yeah. china like okay yeah. um so he was doing research on that and so he came up with criteria for totalism 
Um, okay. I'm not going to read all that because it's good. I just think that Stephen Hassan has updated it to a more um, now time. That oh. didn't make any sense, but these are good though. Events, I think. So the bite model stands for behavior, information, thought, and emotional control. So if someone controls, I'm going to kind of like give a basic overview, but again, people can look this up and read what all of these things are. But so behavior control is essentially like, they're going to dictate how you act, who you associate with, um, what you look like, what you eat or drink, mm -hmm. how much you sleep, mm -hmm. uh, what you do in your free time, like that kind of thing. So if okay. they're dictating that mm -hmm. the more things on that the more dangerous it becomes okay right that makes sense um so i, I should say it says it's stephen hassan has the bite model to describe the specific methods that cults use to recruit and maintain control over people okay so they use behavior control then they mm -hmm. use information control. Mm -hmm. So that's where they're using those thought terminating cliches on right. when you're questioning. Uh, oh, that, I guess that might fall into thought. But so like they're going to give you the deception. resources. Yeah. yeah. Th so they're going to give you, like we talked about, we got all that training. Right. But it was obviously giving you the information. Right. They're not right. letting you figure out how to do it. Right. They're telling you how to do yes. it. Yes. You're following um, the system, but they're making it easy for you exactly then yeah. um that information as to who gets to know what so they try to like make you feel special oh like well you're special you can know this information but you can't know that information yet right uh, but you shouldn't thought... tell people that right away like they need exactly. to learn they need to exactly. come in and learn how to yeah 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 and exactly with um mlms when they are like uh we don't tell them what it is because we don't it essentially is because they don't want people to look up what is in yes, the ingredients of right. what you're trying to sell or to, to find see if it's worth that amount of money. Yeah. To, to right. find an alternative because mm -hmm. you're selling that this is the best of the best, but they don't get to research the ingredients. They don't mm -hmm. get to research any of that stuff. So that's the information control. Then thought control. Um, this is where they really try to get people to understand their their doctrine indoctrination mm -hmm. like their doctrine um so they use a lot of loaded language mm -hmm. um buzzwords so this was like really this is trump like trump used a lot of buzzwords to mm -hmm. get people into it even though he used a lot of word salad which was just a bunch of words with really with buzzwords in there that people cared about but it didn't actually make sense what he said right uh, <laughs> i mean and i'm not saying that like biden is better i'm not no no, no. that's not, not what that's not what we're no. saying everybody no. okay i he fuck all just, the government he that's also just uses buzzwords that try to make people think that he's going to do what you want him to do, but he's not. I feel like that's like a po politician thing, yeah, though, right? Like that's just kind yeah. of like the language that they use. They're using buzzwords. They want to get camp, you know, they want to go on their campaign trail and they want to get elected. So they're going to yeah. sell you, quote unquote, you're using the same tactics as anybody else on these ideal uh, ideologies. So it's yes. just like an MLM, but it's like in political office. 
So yep. yeah, exactly. And with thought control, they'll they'll change your reality. So they kind of tell you what your truth is. Right. Okay. So they're like, yeah, you should believe this actually. Like right. this is what you should And believe. then they have emotional control. So this is where they are going to tell you that what you're feeling isn't okay, or it's your problem, or you've done this, or- um, So it's like they're gaslighting you. They're totally yeah. gaslighting yeah. you. Exactly. And they teach you to gaslight yourself. Oh my God, right? So the bite Which model is, is su super important and super cool if you want to- assess if something you're getting into or something mm -hmm. you're a part of if you want to see if it's destructive to go mm -hmm. through that um wow so one of the things i'm just going to quote it directly it says destructive mind control can be determined when the overall effect of these four components so the behavior information thought and emotional control mm -hmm. promotes dependency and obedience to some leader or cause mm. It is not necessary for every single item to, on the list to be present. Right. So, it so just but just, some. Yeah. right. So, and like many techniques, it is not inherently good or evil. If mind control techniques are used to empower an individual to have more choice and authority for their life, then the effects can be beneficial. So some of the examples to that are like AA. Yeah, um, yeah. AA uses a lot of um, cult-like, it uses cult-like language and stuff totally. like that, but it's really helping somebody be sober, which is what they want. Right. It's not coercing someone to be sober. It's yeah, helping to empower them to They're using, you know, the 12, yeah. 12 step program yep. and they have to, you know. But they can, the they can stop coming. No, of course. they can leave. There's still a choice. Yeah, yeah. And, and if they decided to come back, they'd still be welcomed. That's what makes it right. safe. Right. Which is why it's not like a destructive cult. Exactly. Yeah. They're not shunning and, them for leaving. And um, with that, to just add on to that is yeah. when looking at religion, right? Like that was one of the questions that was going through my mind. Okay. So, um, and I actually, it was funny. I asked my mom, I said, Hey mom, do you think that all religions are cults or like, she's like, well, I don't know, because if you can leave, so like she, she used the example, okay, like in our church, right? If I wanted to leave my, my Protestant church, I could, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't like shun me and I would be welcomed yes. back in if I wanted to come back in. Um, so in that regard, like that isn't a cult. And that's not culty. Right. But if I, you know, was a part of an organization and they were being all secretive and like, I wasn't allowed to see my family and like, um, I couldn't leave. Right. And they had all these controls over me like that would be very like bad, like not that's not not OK. So here's a good list. Um, like Mormons, um, if you leave the Mormon church, oh, you're yeah, shunned. You're, you can't go yeah. back in. Right. So that's uh, why the Mormons. That's, you know, just like a, why it's culty. Yes. Same with Jehovah's Witness. Yes. Same with. Yeah. If you if you officially leave. A lot of people go quiet, if you will. So they don't formally leave. So but they just they like don't, don't... get shunned. So okay. they can still talk with their family. I believe that's some of the same with Scientology too. Like some people mm -hmm. stay in it just so they don't lose connections. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a lot of like Leah Remini and Mike. Uh, why did I just forget? I just forgot his last name from the aftermath. I've seen that before. Very interesting. Yeah. It's good. yeah. Where they um, talk about Scientology and because yeah. she they left. Yeah, they're both they, in, yeah, yeah. They left. So their experiences are really interesting. 
But um, so this Alexandra Stein has warning signs, cult recruitment warning signs. Mm. So she talks about um, the group or person has the total and only answer. So that's where we talked Mm. about like their way or the highway. Right. Uh, They attempt to isolate you. Mm. So again, closing off those relationships around you. Extreme, immediate, and or inappropriate friendliness. So love bombing. Love bombing is so, so, so important. And I definitely fell prey to love bombing. Um, I think I did too. Now that I'm I'm thinking about it and I was like, oh my God, everybody in this organization is just like so kind and like loving. So friendly and and nice. Open, welcoming. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It promises perfection. Um, only if you follow their program. Of course. No other system will um, work. If you have to ignore a gut feeling. Ooh. The group creates stress on you, emotional or physical. Mm-hmm. It doesn't answer questions or answers questions with more questions for you to reflect on. Uh, it has inappropriate personal boundaries. It uses loadal, loaded language, strained language, or jargon that you initially can't understand. Right. Until you're, like, indoctrined in, in the organization. It, yep. Yep. Uh, it tries to sell you on more. So if you, f- like, so it could be commitment programs or contact. Mm-hmm. So it just wants to get you in more. And if you don't, like, something's wrong with you. Uh, right it's not on them it's on you Mm -hmm. yeah so this is the encouragement to cut ties with family or friends unless you recruit them that's what we were talking about earlier (laughs) um right if they if they won't join like you don't need them they're not for you yes secrets or inappropriate confidentiality so this is one of those things that drive me crazy with kids like nothing should be a secret from a parent with a kid Except for if it's, I, I remember seeing something where it's like you teach secrets as like temporary secrets. So like, it's okay to hold, to have a secret with an adult that's not your parent or your caregiver, if it has an expiration date. So a birthday party or mm, a birthday Like a surprise like, birthday or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But if it doesn't have an expiration date, then it's probably not okay. I don't remember all of it, but it made a lot of sense to me. So if like but, somebody, if some other adult is like talking to your kid and making them keep a secret. Right. Um, you like, want them to tell you regardless yes. of what it is, unless it's, right. unless it's a, se- a surprise secret. Like a temporary Right. That's secret. going to expire. Right. Okay. Yeah. Temporary. I got it um they have lack of privacy so you're kind of always doing stuff with them um the ends justify the means so it's okay to lie to the person because it's for a good cause um it challenges your belief system your current belief system and so that's tricky because Mm -hmm. that's growth also challenges your belief system yes it does but um it's really look at the criticism the criticism someone shouldn't be criticizing your strengths right like you should be able to be who you are your 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 fundamental self should still be there um heavy pressure to stay in those who leave are shunned we talked about that Mm -hmm. 
um you can't criticize the group or leader and deception so something that someone talked about like if you if you're if you think you're in a cult and you think back to when you joined if you knew what you knew now then would you still join like so did they lie to you did you get into what you really thought you were getting into so believing in something shouldn't come at the cost of your family and friends. Yeah, I agree with that. But eh, does that make it dangerous though? Like that's... No, it's just a red flag. It means stop and right. think. Like maybe just think about it. If you're getting a gut um, and just, just, you know, note just for everybody, just if it feels wrong, probably it is it's probably wrong okay yeah trust your if gut. you guys trust your gut for real um adult me has not trusted my gut in a lot of situations and i got fucked over and then i was like janine you knew that that was wrong why didn't you <laughs> listen to your initial intuition because it was probably right so now yeah. i'm just like i'm just i'm gonna listen to myself now okay that's what's gonna happen well and it's a learned thing like i think because we are brought up to kind of ignore a lot of things um or our to, feelings right not yes. oh you have feelings yes really? you're, you're, but, not, you're going to express them yeah it took me so many years to take to learn to use my empathy and my yeah. emotional state as a strength yes and being like, like vulnerability, actually, it really is a strength. And to look at it that way now, um, it has empowered me so much. And um, I have built some of the best relationships. I have made some really good friends by just being, talking and being open and being yeah. who I am. Yes. And I've made great friends and made great connections. So mm -hmm. those things should be like out of vulnerable situations i've became a phoenix and rise from the ashes sorry yes you which too janine which is what should happen you know like exactly we should be empowered to continue growing and not be you know um cut off like not be limited in a certain exactly to a certain thing well and isn't that what this podcast is right like this is just us talking and having freedom of thought and exactly. we're not asking anybody to believe 100% in what we're talking about yeah. or take one of our sides or that we need to agree with each other. We're just yeah. having open conversations about yeah. what we believe right? and hope that whoever listens can take what we say and either, but just take it in and you can right. reject it and that's fine, but at least you spent, you know, an hour or so exposing yourself to a belief system that you're not a part of or to thoughts right. that you're not having right so you or to can information make sure, right yeah that never that, so you can make before. sure that what you think and what you believe is what's right for you yeah that's, and not something that's been told to you or forced down your throat it's something right. you actually believe in right that's what the most important thing i think that i want people yeah. to get from this and even with cults like it it, sh it shouldn't make you afraid that everyone you meet is trying to influence you or make you join a cult. Right. But right. you should be able to recognize just some be informed, flags. right? About yeah, some of these and just things. Know. And that's what I've that's what I say with like Orange Theory. 
inherently orange theory isn't bad but where I am mentally with my physical health and me and my stress level and trying to balance you have to like make an appointment in advance and if you cancel you have to pay and just like for me it didn't work right and it wasn't what I needed in my life right now right it was a little too culty for me but it's not bad for right. any it, like for everybody it could work that's for, just my truth yeah exactly yeah it I could work for friends, somebody right I still have yeah. friends that go there and they love it and it's still working for them so yeah. that's good but the benefit is is that we're still friends that's what makes it not dangerous we're right still friends even you're still able left. to yes and yeah. if you wanted to come back they would let you come back they would like it's not exactly. right exactly so yeah, I think that's interesting though, the things that you've brought up about religion. And I didn't realize that about Mormonism and the Jehovah's Witness. And then it makes sense. Like, have you watched like Wild Wild Country or um, mm-hmm. there was another yogi related, was it Bikram? I think it was Bikram yoga. It might've been. The hot um, yoga guy, like the guy who yes, made hot yoga. Yes, 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 um, like yes. Like some he, of the, yes. the disturbing and illegal things that he did that, yeah. So they take mainstream religions. Yes. And manipulate them. It's in a way that makes them controlling and destructive because mm-hmm. it takes away someone's independent thinking and freedom of thought. Right. So a cult in this, in, in the definitions that I was looking at in more of a religious way is a group that deviates doctrinally from a parent or host religion. So they Mm. grow out and deviate from a previously established religion, right? So that's where Mormonism and, and Jehovah witness and all these other like cults took the doctrine they took the bible and they're like "Mm, that doesn't work for us and so we're just gonna we're gonna tweak some things and like this is what we believe and um you know we're gonna and so one person doesn't make a cult okay so like if michelle and i have like i have crazy ass beliefs like i'm like i'm gonna start a commune but i don't it's not gonna be a cult though because anybody is welcome to come and go as they please. We don't have beliefs. I just want it to be a community where we can all just grow vegetables and we can have some chickens and some goats and everybody can just have their own little space and we can just be like a community. I would argue argue that it would be, you are asking people to have some beliefs, some common Ah, beliefs. So I could be a cult leader, yes. What? But I think the difference comes in power okay right i i don't i don't want to be the authority i i want this to be a democracy right i want everybody to have a say and yeah i don't actually want rules i i I, kind of like an anarch an anarchist except they don't like guns so i don't want to like shoot people i know but so but do you understand that it that i do rule i know okay so Yes. Yeah, because if you're saying I want you to come to my community and I want yeah. you to come and grow vegetables and we'll have yeah. chickens and we'll yeah. be off the grid, 
Yeah, but and we'll, and we'll smoke I don't want guns. or drink or no, no. People can bring their guns. I just I personally cannot have the guns, Michelle. It really comes down to like someone's ability to be have independent thought, and I yes. really do think that some some cults were started for a good thing, but then power got to people's head. Right, which is kind of the root of all evil right mm -hmm. like i like power and money i, I those things i think kind of go hand in hand for me personally like because well, usually we've established we've made a culture where money equals power right and i that's the culture that. uh, that's and, the u.s culture and i and i hate that so in my right. cult um everybody um we're gonna have a barter system because i fucking hate money and um yeah we're gonna trade things i mean people can have money too because obviously we're still living in society so we need to like you know be able to like do uh, have things you seen that girl who has traded from a bobby pin to a house and she's doing it again you can still barter in our world i'm sorry she what did she do she bartered she, she traded she went from a bobby pin to a house in trades what's a bobby pin like a hair thing hair the, yeah like a hair thing a bobby pin something she traded the bobby pin oh like and she made several trades until she got a house okay that's amazing and i must meet her um that's i'll a find her TikTok okay thank you. you yes please do uh -huh. um and we'll be oh, Jenny, we need to get you out of your bubble this is one of the problems with entrepreneurship is that your information is very um limited i'll also, work on expanding that for you i stay in my apartment 99 percent of the time so um i'll work on that for you maybe start listening to more podcasts um i don't it's just like people just kind of piss me off these days michelle and i just don't want to be around them you know what i mean like That's i fair. just just don't feel like being in the presence of humans right now so That's fair. I like animals, you know, I like going into nature and I like to see my little horse friends. Um, I go on this like drive and there's like two little horsies that are always just like chilling. And so I, I like have my windows down and I'm like, hi, horsies, you know, I scream to them. And then they kind of like look up with with their little horse heads or whatever. And I don't know. I just feel like connected to them. Do you, you ever know what say I mean? why the long face? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. But anyway, so, yep. If you guys want to join my cult, um, <laughs> no pressure. I feel like my cult, I had an idea and then I lost it. I was going to say what my cult would be, but I don't remember now. Like, what are your values? What are your cult values? Like individuality, right? You you said that before. Like everybody should be able to have their own uh -huh. individual truth, right? Their own beliefs. And um, we can all just come together and have it's these fine. open and honest conversations, right? Like that's part of my cult culture is like, I want people to be able to have these conversations and like, let's talk about it. Um, like I talk to my friend, Justin, who has like, he always has a gun on him, by the way. Like he has a concealed carry um, license in Colorado. So he always has his fucking gun on him. Fun and fact, Ohio no longer has, you don't need to have a CCW to carry a gun. Concealed. so it can be it can be it can be concealed and you don't need to have like a specific uh -huh. yeah yeah ohio would have that and colorado would also have our laws so it's fine um but basically anyway, so yes you talk to justin i know a lot of people with guns okay and so he and i have that conversation where i'm like cool 
Justin, you bring your guns, okay? So you can bring your guns and you you can protect the the community, you know, if in case anything bad happens, and I will just be the hippie mother and I will just grow my plants and my weed. Obviously, I'm going to have my own weed, guys. Like that was not a question. Obviously. Um, obviously. And my little goats, cute little goats, baby goats. They're so cute. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, everybody. So what in summary, um, I'm going to start my own cult and it's going to be great. And, and you're going to hear gonna be about here it to make sure that Janine's cult doesn't become destructive, but it won't because I hate people. So it's really going to be like, like, I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to tell Liz about it. I know, but I'm, I'm just gonna, here to okay. make sure All right. that it doesn't become destructive. Hey, you so can someone come. doesn't get into your brain. I know, but I, I'm here to say, so like somebody doesn't try to influence you. Michelle, I can't be influenced. Okay, I can. Okay, that's a lie. It's a lie. Okay, she calls me on my bullshit. She just gave me a look. All right. <laughs> I will be here to make sure that you are not influenced because we are all susceptible to influence. Right. Isn't it kind of human nature? Like, wouldn't you say? Yes. Like, and especially yes, language. Some sort of community or belonging. Yes. So it just takes somebody, if there's somebody who you feel like you have to work for their approval, acceptance, acceptance. Yeah, or approval, mm -hmm. then you might make the wrong, you might make choices that sacrifice your ultimate goals. But sometimes as humans, we make some sacrifices, which is also good. Like compromises are good. It's when you don't, when you don't make them for the right reasons. Right. Or, um, yeah, I guess. Or, you, don't make or you the make reasons. them for the wrong reasons. Right. Cause I feel yeah. like, I mean, I guess that's this, that's same the thing. same thing. It's it just said, it, said in a different way. Um, yeah. But yeah. Like, because anyone's susceptible and it could happen to anyone at any time. Yeah. And it just takes the right vulnerable moment. Right. Yeah. So the right language, the core. We're here to help coercion. each other. Yeah. That's right. We're support. We're support people. We're we're each other's. We got each other's backs, and we're gonna right. lift each other up and like respect each other and like. And if you join another cult, um, we'll talk about it. And if I join another cult, <laughs> we can talk about it. And when I start my cult, we can talk about it. Talk okay. about it. <laughs> um. So I do want to tell our listeners, though, that like this was such a huge topic that we cut out a lot of things we wanted to talk about. And we plan to have like mini episodes on mm -hmm. all of those things, like cult specific. If we want to talk about a specific cult, we, right. we reserve time to go into it. So, right. So that like next, like Nexium is like fascinating. Jonestown oh massacre. And I feel like I don't feel like I'm an expert, but I, I have like, oh my, I've obsessed over Nexium right over the last few years. And, um, and I, Michelle's the one that told me about Nexium. I had never even heard of it before. Yeah, um, and there's some that are happening like right now that are going to be interesting to see how they unfold. Like, like people, like there's this guy on Instagram. And he like posted or it came up on like, I don't know, a Facebook. It was like a sponsored ad or something. And it came up and I saw all these people like liking it and saying like, yes, you're so inspirational. And I'm like, 
Oh my God, this uh, is a cult and people don't know about it, but it was on an episode of A Little Bit Culty. So if anyone wants to look it up, it's really good. They call them bento box. That's all I'm going to say, because I also don't want to get sued. So um, just go over there. It's really interesting. I'll tell you on the side, Jay, or we can talk about them. Like we can talk about it later. Okay. Or I could listen to a little bit Colty too. That sounds like a, sounds like a fun podcast actually. I, so I'm just like, I pick and choose though. Like I look at the episodes and I'm like, all right, that sounds kind of interesting, but I get honestly my ADHD, like I can't listen to, um, a long podcast. So, so I'm sorry for the listeners. We try to keep our podcast under a minute or an hour and 15 minutes, (laughs) not a minute, not a minute. minute, Um, because yeah. Because you're welcome. I mean, because... I listen to a podcast that's like some of their episodes are like two hours long. And I know, but it... you have the th- you have the train. You can do that, okay? Yeah. My, my brain does not allow me to do that. P.S. I hide listeners on things sometimes. Um, so do I, but I also have hardcore executive dysfunction. So I was actually just recently diagnosed with ADHD. Listeners, um, you're welcome. In case you already knew, you probably already knew this just because of the way that I speak, but um. So that's been really interesting for me to to like look back and I'm like, oh wow, yes, that makes so Ooh, much an sense. ADHD episode. Okay, so you can talk about it because ADHD. I have some knowledge and stuff from what I know, so it'll be interesting to hear. We should have an episode on ADHD and what I'm I've ha- learned. I'm proud of you for being diagnosed. Thank you. I yes. did um um cerebral, so I'm a cerebral member now and so i have a therapist and i have a psychiatrist and i talk to my therapist um once a month and it's all online so this like talk about convenience and talk about i hate people and i don't want to leave my house so the technology has allowed and the pandemic actually has kind of like helped this as well where if i don't want to go into a store i don't have to because i can just like they'll bring it out to me all right, we we digress a lot. So um, stay culty, everyone, or not. Actually, don't don't stay culty. Uh, don't get, join get, a cult. Get out of don't the cult. Don't join a cult. Get out of the cults now. This is your message. Get don't out. Don't join a cult and think about what you do before you join something. Use your gut, intuition, everybody. Okay. That's right. Use good. Do good choices. Make good choices. Be good people. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Amen. That's amen. Yeah. <laughs> and amen. All right. It's been real. It's been real. Yay. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. I love you. Love you. Hiya. Janine here. Thank you so much for listening to Unlimited Growability Conversations. Be sure to subscribe, follow, and share on whichever platform you are listening on so you don't miss out on future conversations around our proverbial campfire. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Unlimited Growability, or you can email us at unlimitedgrowability at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, unlimitedgrowability.com, where all of our podcast episodes are linked, as well as the corresponding blog posts. Let's keep this conversation going. Until next time, stay safe out there.